today on CityCast Denver. It's no secret, people in Colorado love to work out. We're consistently ranked in the top 10 of those fittest cities lists, and I mean, where else in the world can you do yoga at a place as beautiful as Red Rocks? But just because we're considered a capital of fitness doesn't mean everyone feels included, especially people in bigger bodies. I never knew that I could be like a cool, hot, fat person, just living my life confidently, wearing whatever I wanted, doing whatever I wanted, being vocal, being like loudly who I am. I never knew that that was an option. Andrea Pérez is fat, and as of January, she is teaching one of the most popular yoga classes in town. Seriously, yoga for bigger bodies was needed. Today is Monday, February 28th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Welcome to CityCast Denver. Hi, thank you for having me. I'd love to start uh, sort of at the beginning of your journey with yoga. Where where did where did yoga come into your life? How did this begin? Well, I grew up in, just north of Boulder. I grew up doing a lot of things like uh, going to all of the gyms, trying all the different fitnessy things, and different classes and jazzercise and Zumba and weightlifting and CrossFit, and I've done it all. Yoga was like everywhere all the time, and I never found it to be fun or, I don't know, easy or anything. I guess I always found it painful and weird. And all of those times, I was the fat girl who needed to be cheered on and was there to Mm. improve myself. And improving myself was to become thinner. Which is not your focus at all. No. I mean... I grew up in the same fitness-obsessed Colorado that you did, and I think it's inferred. Like, when you walk into a fitness class and there's this assumption that you were there to lose weight if you don't look exactly like, you know, the thin, white, traditionally in-shape person. Because that's who those spaces seem to be designed for. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I guess I, for years, I've walked into yoga spaces, and they're all, like, very neutral-colored um, you know, like beige and white and very friendly, lots of pictures of Buddha and chakras. And um, you walk in and you're like, oh, like this isn't my entire personality. I do I belong here? <laughs> and it's all um, my experience in Colorado is that it was like all thin white women. Same. Then you walk into class and you're like the only person who's not the thin white person who's like super bendy and doing all the cool like handstands and yes like I don't know like what am I supposed to be doing that it just feels really unsafe and then it's expensive and so it's (laughs) it's just like all of these things you're like wow I really don't belong here so this is such a big change you went through from that feeling of being out of place to now being a yoga instructor yourself I want to hear how that happened like what was it that showed you that you belong in a yoga studio? Um, in, I think, 2018, a friend of mine directed me to a, a Yoga for Larger Bodies workshop in Denver um, by Katie Lafferty. I went to that, and she's also human in a larger body, and uh, she was like, hey, this is why yoga sucks when you're fat. And this is why yoga sucks if you're not just like a thin white person. Um, And I'm here to validate all of your feelings. 
And so it was awesome. And I started realizing, oh, I could do yoga and these ways that were like not painful or weird. I could advocate for myself. And so I started doing yoga. It was kind of fast. So what was it like when you walked into this class for the first time that was for bigger bodies? What was that experience like? Um, Well, it was really scary because it was in one of those studios Mm -hmm. like we were just talking about. And I was like, okay, okay, this is all kind of intimidating. And I hadn't tried yoga since I was a teenager because I had given up on it. And I sat there. But I mean, it was a room full of other fat women. And then a few thin women who were yoga teachers who wanted to learn more about how to be more responsible yoga teachers, which is awesome. Yeah. And then Katie uh, sat down, the teacher, she sat down in front of us and like, she's a curvy, fat woman. And I was like, okay, okay. (laughs) And she's very smart and confident. In that second, I was like, oh, okay, I'm in. Well, and let me push you to get a little deeper here because... I've heard stories like this, but I don't know if I've ever heard someone really put their finger on what it is that makes a class like this so welcoming. I think what it really gives you is like autonomy. If yoga is presented to you in the right way, I think it can be this really powerful tool where you can walk in and be like, this is how I'm going to experience this in my body. And I know what's best for me. But, you know, if you don't have that experience as the first presentation to you of yoga, like you're going to walk in and you're going to say, this isn't for me. I don't know how to do this. Or like I have knee problems. I can't do this. Or I have a shoulder injury. I can't do this. But if you just like have the right teacher who can tell you, um, no, you have the power to have autonomy in all of these classes. Like yoga is so powerful because like when do you have that, I guess? So I'm curious you... You know, you said you you had done yoga, you tried it as a teenager, you walked into this class in your mid-20s. How did that lead to you going, I want to teach yoga now? Like, what was your process for becoming a teacher? Katie Lafferty has a, her yoga identity online, I guess, is big uh, body yoga. It used to be big booty yoga. Um, and so I started following her on all the social medias because of following her, I started finding other fat yoga teachers and I started following them and taking classes from them and discovering other classes and people and places. And then I started following other really cool fat people um, who were just like hot fat people living their lives. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, this could be me. Um, I never knew that, which is insane to say. I think I never knew that I could be like a cool hot, fat person, just living my life confidently, wearing whatever I wanted, doing whatever I wanted, um, being vocal, being like loudly who I am. I never knew that that was an option. That like changed the whole game. So like, it is a lot to say that like that one yoga class sparked like an entire change in my life, but it really did. It was the beginning of liberation for me, liberating myself from diet culture, fat phobia, internalized fat phobia. It basically like felt like I had all of this. I was just disillusioned for so long. And then I just kind of opened my eyes to this, you know, realizing, oh, all of these companies are making money from you feeling bad about yourself. Um, Look at all this research that says diets actually don't work. They're actually harmful for your health. And that, like, all of these statistics that say being fat is unhealthy is actually untrue. 
And yeah, like all of these things. And at the time, this is like when Lizzo started being really popular. And I was like, well, can we deny that like people like fat people can be hot, fit, successful, powerful, like all of these things? I'm like, this is huge. This is a huge deal. This was like a big change yeah. in my life. Like everything started changing. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. You now host Bigger Bodies Yoga at Courageous Yoga the first Saturday of every month. So now that you're the person in charge of creating that inclusive atmosphere, how do you do it? Or maybe how do you even start finding people like you who had maybe given up on yoga? I advertised it on my social media and like all these things. But a few years ago, I found a Denver Facebook page called Denver Fatties. And it's like this Denver group. It's awesome. I love that name. Um, it's this group of like all these fat people in Denver. And they just like talk about, I don't know, everything. It's like, hey, I'm looking for a like good psychiatrist who's not just going to say I'm fat. I need a primary care doctor who's not going to just tell me I'm fat when I'm like, I'm here because I have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or someone who's like, I'm looking for a massage therapist who's not fat phobic. Like, this is a thing. Like, we're all trying to help each other. But I threw it up on this thing. I think there's like a thousand members. And like, people like, lost their minds over it. Everyone was really excited. A lot of people were like, oh, I've been waiting for something like this since Katie left. A lot of people knew Katie. And then a lot of people were like, oh, this sounds awesome. Like, finally, something like this is like a thing in Denver. And that class was really cool. So I was like, what if I just do offer a normal yoga class where you walk in and you do normal yoga postures and whatever, just like normal class, not a workshop. And but it's just for fat people. I've never once seen that. Really? Offered. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, let's do that. Let's do it. So I just like put that out there. It was like a Tuesday. I just like advertised it in the afternoon and it sold out in like 30 hours. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I added a second class right after it. And I was like, okay, obviously people were really down for this. <laughs> there is a hole that needs filling in the yoga community, which <laughs> yeah. is we need a class for just fat people. Yeah. To like feel comfortable and safe. And it was really cool. I have to say like, that was like the coolest thing ever. I don't know. Just... Being in a room with like all fat people, people who've experienced the same things as me and who are seeking validation and friendship and community and a place to just like be themselves and they don't need to be nervous about, you know, being the only fat person in the room and like having pressure to lose weight or whatever. Like that's not, we're not going to do that. That's not anywhere. We're not talking about that. Yeah. It was really cool. And the feedback I got was like, well, I've never been to anything like this. Thank you so much. Um, like, wow, I am so happy to be with you. Like, I don't know. It was really cool. So I'm like, I was like, this is it. I think this is what I'm supposed to do here in this space. Like, this is what I'm, I'm supposed to create community here. 
Why is it important for this class to be specifically for bigger or fat bodies and not say, quote, all bodies? There's, it takes a long time to come to the point where you can be that confident fat girl in a yoga class where no one else is fat or the confident fat girl who walks into the uh, concert wearing a crop top and like short shorts and no one else is fat. <laughs> and like <laughs> it takes a lot to get to that moment. Um, it takes a lot of like self-study and um, I don't even know, therapy. <laughs> Lord knows I've spent many years on those things and I'm still working on it. But like, it's so much safer to walk into a space that you know is just for you. Yeah, and I'm sure it's nice to be with other people who are thinking and worrying about the same things that you are, right? So one thing about being fat, being like marginalized, being this like oppressed group of fat people is that there isn't community. Like, fat people don't support other fat people. This is very new. Fat people supporting other fat people. Because it has been ingrained in us as well that being fat is wrong. So we're so... In we internalize fat phobia so much that we see other fat people and we still think fat. Oh, no. Bad. And so, like, that is... It's really invasive. It really takes away... A sense of community because like how can I have other fat friends if I also think being fat is wrong and I mean this is just my experience is like this may be true about other marginalized communities but like for fat people it's really hard to find community because we've been taught to hate each other and so this is like a very radical idea and I'm sure people who are from the Midwest, the East Coast are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> there are lots of fat people. Like I have thin friends from the East Coast who are like, what are you talking about? You're not even that fat or something. And I'm like, you did not grow up here. Because in Colorado, I was the only fat girl in my school. Yeah. There was maybe two of us. But like, it's so different here because we're really taught that fat bodies are wrong. Colorado's so toxic. So I think it's just, it's so different. I don't know, like this community of just fat people, of having like a group of fat friends who go out together is <laughs> like radical in Colorado right now. It's becoming more and more normal, but it's like this whole thing. Andrea Pottas, thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you for having me. This has been fun. If you want to join Andrea Pottis for Bigger Bodies Yoga, she teaches the class on the first Saturday of every month at Courageous Yoga. But if that's not your thing and you still want to take a class with Andrea, she also hosts Pop Punk Yoga and, to my producer Paul's delight, Lord of the Rings Yoga. Yeah, Lord of the Rings has a bunch of themes. But the first theme I thought of was like a journey home. And I was like, I can build a yoga class on this. <laughs> I'll drop some links in our show notes. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. Last week, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg made a stop on I-70 at the notorious ski traffic bottleneck spot, Floyd Hill. He was there for a photo op and to talk up the billions in federal aid Colorado is set to receive for infrastructure projects. 
Critics complain that climate change is not prioritized when it comes to transit issues and mega projects like the Floyd Hill renovation. According to the Denver Post, Buttigieg replied, we're always going to have roads and we're always going to have cars. Speaking of pouring money down the drain, it's not your imagination. This city keeps getting more expensive. According to Denverite, over the past year, one-bedroom apartments in Denver jumped 20.7%, meaning the average one-bedroom now goes for a whopping $1,690 a month. Makes me miss Denver circa 2000 when nobody thought our city was cool and I rented a two-bedroom apartment in Cap Hill for $800 a month that included a dirt floor entryway and a locked room where my landlord kept his weird vintage toy collection. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, it would mean a lot to me if you could rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, we have this amazing newsletter that you can subscribe to at denver.citycast.fm. And that newsletter has a referral program. So subscribe, get your friends to sign up, and get some free CityCast Denver merch. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye! I'm sure it's nice to be with other people who are thinking and worrying about the same, the same thing.